Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Saturday edition of the audio podcast. I want to thank you so much for joining me wherever you're listening in the past, present, future hour. This uh, Saturday's audio edition uh, and the video podcast as well, the Saturday edition of the show, centers around President Trump's State of the Union. I promised you on Thursday's podcast that I would cover the State of the Union in depth on Saturday. And sure enough, it is the Saturday podcast, so here we are. Uh, No guest tonight, just me uh, heavily critiquing the uh, President's State of the Union, what I liked, and uh, mostly what I liked. There wasn't really anything that Trump said that disappointed me um, and whatnot. So, very good show overall. We had some great comments from the uh, YouTube live chat. So anyway, folks, it's a, I think it's a pretty good show, and uh, without further ado, we'll get started right after these messages from our sponsors. Thank you for listening, and enjoy the show, as always. Hey, folks, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you've been listening to the Whitfield Report for a while, and you're starting to think to yourself... Hey, you know what? I could do this podcast thing, but where the hell do I start? Well, folks, I've had a lot of friends ask me that in the last few weeks, and I'm here to tell you all that Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You're damn right that's what I'm doing. And what I like about Anchor is that whether you're a novice or an expert, it's incredibly easy to use. They have uh, great tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast if you're a novice just starting out. Or if you're like me and you're an old pro at this, you can bring your own tools and record your audio and then upload the files yourselves. Whichever way you podcast, it's extremely easy to use Anchor, and I highly recommend them. So get started today by going to anchor.fm forward slash start, and I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Now go out there and make some podcasts.
morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Whitfield Report. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, broadcasting live from NGC Studios here tonight from uh, South Florida. As always, welcome to the program, and uh, thanks so much for joining me. Contact info as usual. You can follow me on Twitter uh, and Instagram at NGC. Hashtag Whitfield Report. You can follow me on Gab at Sam Whitfield, Facebook.com forward slash Whitfield Report, and uh, of course the Sam Whitfield.com for all your Sam Whitfield uh, needs, even though I haven't updated that site in quite a long time. Uh, as always, you can listen to the audio podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to your podcast too. Alright folks, uh, so last week there was no live show because of technical difficulties and uh, I am sorry about that, but, but we, uh, we're back live now, so the show is back in full swing and uh, tonight's episode is going to be a State of the Union special uh, review. I'm going to be uh, reviewing some of my favorite moments from the State of the Union address that Trump did on uh, Tuesday of the of this week, I believe. All right, folks. Um, so overall, let me just break down and say I thought that Trump did a pretty good job overall during the State of the Union. And let me just say that I was surprised that he did this well because no matter what, um, no matter who the presidency is, the third and fourth years I've tended to notice, at least in my lifetime, uh, in terms of State of the Union, the um, they're just not as good in general. They tend to be more, um, they tend to be low, more low energy. The, the president, whoever it may be, Bush, Obama, uh, those are the two, uh, ones that I can think of off the top of my head. During their, um, but during both of their respective, uh, third and fourth years in office, coming closer to their, to the end of their first terms, the State of the Union was uh, very low energy for both of them. Not as many people uh, tuned in, and um, they just weren't as well-received uh, critically as Trump's was. And the media leading up to Trump's State of the Union address was saying that this was going to be a uh, disaster, right? The fake news media was saying... You know, this this upcoming State of the Union address is going to be a, a disaster. Trump just shut down the government for three weeks. This isn't going to go well for him. And we secretly hope he's going to fail. Um, and yet he defied expectations, or I should say media expectations, 
of uh, what the State of the Union address was, and he did a pretty good job. So I'm going to uh, start off by playing a clip of what I thought was one of the most important moments, what he was talking about, which is immigration and uh, just border security. So uh, here's cut number one. Uh, Trump addresses... Uh, the border wall and says it's a moral issue. Roll the tape. Well, Republicans and Democrats must join forces again to confront an urgent national crisis. Congress has 10 days left to pass a bill that will fund our government, protect our homeland, and secure our very dangerous southern border. Now is the time for Congress to show the world that America is committed to ending illegal immigration and putting the ruthless coyotes, cartels, drug dealers, and human traffickers out of business. As we speak, large, organized caravans are on the march to the United States. We have just heard that Mexican cities, in order to remove the illegal immigrants from their communities, are getting trucks and buses to bring them up to our country in areas where there is little border protection. I have ordered another 3,750 troops to our southern border to prepare for this tremendous onslaught. This is a moral issue. The lawless state of our southern border is a threat to the safety, security, and financial well-being of all America. We have a moral duty to create an immigration system that protects the lives and jobs of our citizens. This includes our obligation to the millions of immigrants living here today who followed the rules and respected our laws. Legal immigrants enrich our nation and strengthen our society in countless ways. Now, th this is a 12-minute clip, and I'm going to play all of it, uh, but starting off, everything Trump has said is correct, hence why I'm playing uh, the... You are correct, sir. <laughs> yeah, everything Trump is saying is uh, correct. The uh, This isn't a big secret by now, ladies and gentlemen. The border wall needs to be uh, built in some capacity. It, it's been documented and proven by law enforcement officials that the drug cartels are using innocent 
civilians to uh, basically traffic their drugs across and also that they're uh, they're dumping that basically Mexico is dumping their prison their prisoners their ex uh, convicts into the U.S. at the border. So this isn't uh, anything new that Trump has been saying or that any of us ha have been saying. Now uh, you'll notice if you're watching on video that the, throughout this entire part of the speech, Pelosi, uh, behind Trump on the right, looks extremely, extremely uncomfortable. Um, she, she looks pained, and uh, that just, uh, to be honest, folks, that kind of amused me throughout this uh, evening, but but she looks so downtrodden when Trump mentions the fact that we need to uh, clean up, uh, you know, the borders. Uh, you know, why don't we just, uh, why don't we just ship all the, uh, illegal cartel members over to your house, uh, Nancy? You know, uh, obviously, uh, you know, you seem to be okay with an open borders, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. You, uh, you kicked Laura Loomer off your property with the, uh, illegals for doing the same thing. Funny how that works. Continuing on, uh, though. I want people to come into our country in the largest numbers ever, but they have to come in legally. Tonight, I am asking you to defend our very dangerous southern border out of love and devotion to our fellow citizens and to our country. No issue better illustrates the divide between America's working class and America's political class than illegal immigration. Wealthy politicians and donors push for open borders while living their lives behind walls and gates and guards. Another point that Trump brings up that as, uh, you know, as uh, Ed McMahon says here, You are correct, sir. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Trump is correct. And this is what I was just mentioning a moment ago. Politicians and, you know, celebrities live behind, uh, you know, they, they live in gated communities, uh, protected by round-the-clock security, and yet these are the same people, uh, preaching, you know, that we need open borders and that we need to take my, 
migrants in of all types, whether or not they have the legal uh, means to come in. Now, uh, I am all for discussing if we need to reform immigration. Uh, I I personally don't think we that we do. Our laws seem pretty straightforward, but I am open to talking about making the process easier. But we need to uh, to do it legally. But we still need to build the border wall and secure the border uh, as a whole. Notice too that Trump says he wants as many. Uh, immigrants to come in, but he wants them to do it legally. This is stuff that he has said repeatedly over and over again since 2015 when he was first running for president. And yet the media continues to uh, ignore that part. At this point, willfully, I'm thinking. Alright. Meanwhile, working-class Americans are left to pay the price for mass illegal immigration, reduced jobs, lower wages, overburdened schools, hospitals that are so crowded you can't get in, increased crime, and a depleted social safety net. Tolerance for illegal immigration is not compassionate It is actually very cruel. Uh, For those of you listening on audio, I I have like a, I have a tremendous, uh, for those of you listening to the audio podcast, uh, you really should go back and watch the video too uh, when you have time of this. Because right now we're looking at, uh, I paused the video. There's a, there's a uh, great still of uh, Liz Warren looking absolutely, uh, you know, I don't know if dumbstruck or befuddled is the right expression, but she does not look happy. All, all, and this is very telling because all Trump is saying is that he wants uh, immigrants to come in legally. He wants as many to come in as possible. He's saying that the overcrowding is dangerous, not only to the people, but to our infrastructure as well, which is also 100% true. And yet the she and many other Dems are just staring with glum, blank faces. So uh, anyway, by the way, a uh, shout out to Critter and uh, MGF for joining the stream. Thanks for uh, viewing and thanks for hitting that like button. Uh, everyone else who comes in, uh, please hit that like button, and uh, that really helps me out. And uh, thank you for helping the show. One in three women is sexually assaulted on the long journey north. Smugglers use migrant children as human pawns to exploit our laws and gain access to our country. 
Human traffickers and sex traffickers take advantage of the wide open areas between our ports of entry to smuggle thousands of young girls and women into the United States and to sell them into prostitution and modern-day slavery. Tens of thousands of innocent Americans are killed by lethal drugs that cross our border and flood into our cities, including meth, heroin, cocaine, and fentanyl. The savage gang, MS-13, now operates in at least 20 different American states, and they almost all come through our southern border. Just yesterday, an MS-13 gang member was taken into custody for a fatal shooting on a subway platform in New York City. We are removing these gang members by the thousands, but until we secure our border, they're going to keep streaming right back in. Year after year, countless Americans are murdered by criminal, illegal aliens. I've gotten to know many wonderful angel moms and dads and families. No one should ever have to suffer the horrible heartache that they have had to endure. You are correct. Here tonight is Deborah Bissell. Just three weeks ago, Deborah's parents, Gerald and Sharon, were burglarized and shot to death in their Reno, Nevada home by an illegal alien. They were in their 80s and are survived by four children, 11 grandchildren, and 20 great-grandchildren. Also here tonight are Gerald and Sharon's granddaughter, Heather, and great-granddaughter, Madison. To Deborah, Heather, Madison, please stand. Few can understand your pain. Thank you, and thank you for being here. Thank all right, now this was a uh, a pretty quote-unquote controversial uh, moment as the mainstream media dubbed it when, uh, you know, Trump quote-unquote used these uh, families to score political points. But in my mind, that's not what he did here, and that's what the left, that's what the left does every single uh, time you know, a shooting happens, a school shooting happens. So, you know, Trump is using the, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, what he's doing is using these uh, angel families for political capital to motivate Congress to pass the wall. But at this point, I, you know, I don't have a problem with that. Um... And again, this goes to show that we need a border wall. So this was, uh, you know, I would call this a high moment of the speech for Trump, despite what the media says. Thank you very much.
I will never forget. And I will fight for the memory of Gerald and Sharon that it should never happen again. Not one more American life should be lost because our nation failed to control its very dangerous border. In the last two years, our brave ICE officers made 266,000 arrests of criminal aliens, including those charged or convicted of nearly 100,000 assaults, 30,000 sex crimes, and 4,000 killings or murders. We are joined tonight by one of those law enforcement heroes, ICE Special Agent Elvin Hernandez. When Elvin... When Elvin was a boy, he and his family legally immigrated to the United States from the Dominican Republic. At the age of eight, Elvin told his daddy. All right, something I want to point out here, uh, folks. At th- this is the point at in the speech where I actually started watching live. Uh, I was on my way home when the speech started, but at this moment in time, uh, I had, at this particular moment was when I had started actually watching the speech live. Um, and so for those of you, uh, watching, uh, the, the video, obviously you can see Nancy Pelosi is in the background, uh, reading papers. Now, uh, you know, I came in, watching it on Tuesday night, and I thought, you know, what the hell is she doing? She's not even paying attention. She's on, you know, camera, and she's reading the dossier, and she did this quite a few times. And, uh, you know, this, I think the whole Pelosi reading papers thing was her, you know, little act of, rebellion against Trump. You know, I'm not even going to pay attention to what the President of the United States has to say. I'm just going to, you know, do my own thing. And she was, she was probably looking over her notes, uh, for her, uh, response, which had already been pre-written, probably, uh, to the State of the Union address. I'm just assuming, but I could be wrong. wanted to become a special agent. Today, he leads investigations. In- oh, that was very interesting. When, uh, when Trump mentioned that uh, the ICE agent immigrated to the country illegally and wanted to become an ICE agent, Pelosi looked up from her papers uh, just now and, you know, she looks pissed. I mean, if you're, if you're watching this on video, you can kind of see the, the look on her face, which is kind of, (laughs) it's priceless, if I do say so myself. Um, 
But this just goes to show the level of disdain the left has for ICE. It really does. To the scourge of international sex trafficking. Elvin says that if I can make sure these young girls get their justice, I've really done my job. Thanks to his work and that of his incredible colleagues, more than 300 women and girls have been rescued from the horror of this terrible situation. And more than 1,500 sadistic traffickers have been put behind bars. Oh, well, that, okay, that was interesting right there, ladies and gentlemen. I just have to uh, stop right there. For those of you listening on the uh, audio podcast, obviously you, you, don't, you can't see what just happened. But uh, the women in, in white, the, the Democratic women in white, which uh, were just... They, their whole entire purpose was to basically protest, uh, you know... Trump's State of the Union speech by wearing, like, all white. They Honestly, they looked like uh, KKK members, to be honest. And uh, during this moment, I'll, I'll... You know what? Let me scroll back and replay that for, for you again. It, it's it's pretty in- interesting, actually, for those of you uh, just tuning in. This is pretty interesting. ...into the scourge of international sex trafficking. Elvin says that if I can make sure these young girls get their justice, I've really done my job. Thanks to his work and that of his incredible colleagues, more than 300 women and girls have been rescued from the horror of this terrible situation. And more than 1,500 sadistic traffickers have been put behind bars. Okay, pause. Okay, so if you're, if you're watching on the video, you can clearly see this, but I'll just describe this uh, for the audio listeners. Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez uh, leans over to one of the other women and to one of the other uh, lib femme hacks uh, wearing white and kind of consults her and, you know, should we stand? And this other broad uh, nods. Yeah, that's right. I use the term broad. This other term, uh, this other broad nods and they stand up as you'll see. They don't clap, they at least stand up.
I'm mistaken. A few of them did actually clap for this, I guess. Thank you, Ari. We will always support the brave men and women of law enforcement. And I pledge to you tonight that I will never abolish our heroes from ICE. Thank you. My administration has sent to Congress a common-sense proposal to end the crisis on the southern border. It includes humanitarian assistance, more law enforcement, drug detection at our ports, closing loopholes that enable child smuggling, and plans for a new physical barrier or wall to secure the vast areas between our ports of entry. In the past, most of the people in this room voted for a wall, but the proper wall never got built. I will get it built. Ah, Pelosi looked uh, so disgusted once he said that. By the way, I I, I like... Uh, I like Ted Cruz with the beard, I have to say. Uh, I know that there are some people who don't, but uh, I actually think it looks good on him. So, you know, de- so uh, keep the beard, Ted. I think it actually suits you. So. This is a smart strategic, see-through steel barrier, not just a simple concrete wall. It will be deployed in the areas identified by the border agents as having the greatest need. And these agents will tell you where walls go up, illegal crossings go way, way down. San Diego used to have the most illegal border crossings. In- po- po- okay, and Pelosi is muttering under her breath. Kamala Harris, over, uh, right here, she she's looking kind of smug. Don't know. Uh, I don't know why she's looking so smug. But uh, by the way, she she's not going to be the she's not going to be the nominee. Okay. I'll explain more about that tomorrow on the American Watchmen Roundtable podcast, but I, I, folks, I don't think she's going to be the nominee. I, I don't. Country. In response, a strong security wall was put in place. This powerful barrier almost completely ended illegal crossings. The border city of El Paso, Texas, used to have extremely high rates of violent crime, one of the highest in the entire country, and considered one of our nation's most dangerous cities. Now, 
immediately upon its building with a powerful barrier in place. El Paso is one of the safest cities in our country. Simply put, walls work and walls save lives. You are correct, sir. <laughs> yep, Trump is absolutely right. Walls do work and walls uh, do save lives, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and Gabe in the uh, Gabe in the YouTube live comments made the uh, this is the best comment of the evening, I think. Uh, he said Pelosi looks like she's wearing a ball gag. And uh, if you look at, he's of course referring to the necklace she's wearing and uh, I saw that comment I looked back at Pelosi and it is true she does look like she's wearing a, a ball gag here so um, that is you know that's great that that's comedy right there from Mr. Uh, Gabe alright so uh, you know that was that was one of the key highlights of the uh, of the speech, but we're not done yet, ladies and gentlemen. There were other uh, moments here where uh, where Trump really uh, shined. I thought, uh, namely, when he acknowledged uh, the Holocaust survivor and. Uh, who also survived the synagogue shooting last year. Now, the reason I think this is a highlight is because uh, the media has been trying to link Trump to this whole alt-right um, movement for years and years and years now. Uh, and yet, Trump spent a great deal on Tuesday night actually talking about how anti-Semitism is, of course... Uh, negative. He he brought up the fact that uh, the the embassy in the U.S. embassy in, in uh, Israel has been in fact moved to Jerusalem. Uh, things that obviously dis disqualify and uh, put to shame this uh, false notion that he is part of the alt right. This moment, though, where he acknowledges this Holocaust survivor, I thought was uh, pretty striking. So, here's uh, clip number two of Trump talking about the, uh, addressing the Holocaust survivor and the Tree of Life uh, shooting survivor as well. Clip number two, roll the tape. We are also joined by Pittsburgh survivor Judah Sabbath. He arrived at the synagogue as the massacre began. But not only did Judah narrowly escape death last fall, more than seven decades ago, he narrowly survived the Nazi concentration camps. Today is Judah's 81st birthday.
again, even during this, Pelosi looks zonked out of out of her mind, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, she must she must have been high off the uh, off the pain meds from her latest Botox injection. Good God. Good God, Dana Carvey is not joking when he says that she does little look like the Joker from Batman. Oh. They wouldn't do that for me, Judah. <laughs> Judah says he can still remember the exact moment nearly 75 years ago, after 10 months in a concentration camp, when he and his family were put on a train and told they were going to another camp. Suddenly, the train screeched to a very strong halt. A soldier appeared. Judah's family braced for the absolute worst. Then his father cried out with joy, It's the Americans! It's the Americans! So, again, let me just uh, reiterate that the reason why I played that clip was because it dispels this false narrative that the alt-right is associated with Trump and, uh, you know, that Trump uh, is for the alt-right com completely uh, destroys that narrative. And yet the media will still continue to uh, portray him as an alt-right figurehead. This is why, uh, you know, the, this is why the New York Times and CNN and all those other media outlets really do get the, uh, really do deserve the title of uh, fake news. They absolutely deserve it. Ah, uh, okay, so what do we have next on the list? As far as audio sound bites go, we also have uh, this. Oh, this is another great one, great moment, folks. We have uh, Trump addressing uh, paid family leave, uh, abortion. And uh, this is a moment where he uh, goes to Master Troll Level 1000 and acknowledges that this is uh, the Congress with the most amount of women serving on it. And he, he even gets the uh, woman in, wh in white to stand up, which is absolutely great. Uh, clip number three, go.
to help support working parents. The time has come to pass school choice for Americans' children. Now, I do have to wonder real quick, uh, who is that lady in purple and why is she, why does she look so pissed? I, I kept, I actually asked about that on Twitter the other night during this whole thing. And uh, no one seems to know who she is, but she's probably some big leftist, uh, you know, donor or lobbyist. She kind of looks like a, fe a feminist. So, anyway, just an observation. Back to uh, Trump's State of the Union. I am also proud to be the first president to include in my budget a plan for nationwide paid family leave so that every new parent has the chance to bond with their newborn child. There could be no greater contrast to the beautiful image of a mother holding her infant child than the chilling displays our nation saw in recent days. Lawmakers in New York cheered with delight upon the passage of legislation that would allow a baby to be... Now, okay, folks, now I just got done, uh, you know commenting on how, you know, how Trump addressing the, the Holocaust survivor proves that he isn't anti-Semitic. But I've got to say that uh, Chuck Schumer right here is not doing any, any favors to, uh, <laughs> to dispel the, uh, the, this, I mean, he's, he's got the whole, He's got the conniving Jew meme look, look go, going, you know, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not anti-Semitic in any way, but the, uh, yeah, evil Eric, evil Eric in the chat is, uh, he, he looks like a super villain, he looks, he looks like, uh, he looks like a few shades removed from Hannibal Lecter, like, mmm, yes, Yes, I will have your liver with a side of Chianti. Yeah, yeah. I I can I can totally picture Schumer going home home and feasting on some uh, poor person's liver or something or something like that. He's he's just god awful. Yeah, cat's right. Cat is absolutely right. Ripped from the mother's womb, moments from birth. These are living, feeling, beautiful babies who will never get the chance to share their love and their dreams with the world. And then we had the case of the governor of Virginia, where he stated he would execute a baby after birth.
to defend the dignity of every person, I am asking Congress to pass legislation to prohibit the late-term abortion of children who can feel pain in a mother's womb. Oh, and there and there's the uh there's the new KKK uh you know feminist movement very uh you know very very telling as I said earlier in the stream I'm not so sure if if that if that whole thing was uh intentionally coordinated but boy you know that that work that look uh you know sure it probably didn't give off the image that they were hoping for because they all look like clan members there Let us work together to build a culture that cherishes innocent life. And let us reaffirm a fundamental truth. All children, born and unborn, are made in the holy image of God. Hi, everyone. George Stephanopoulos here. Thanks for checking out the ABC News YouTube channel. If you'd like to get more videos, show highlights, and watch... No, 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 no. No, this is... Okay. I should have cut that out before I uploaded that, but here's what I have to say to, uh, George Stephanopoulos and the, uh, and the ABC crew. Yes, I did get some of these clips from ABC News, but nevertheless, this is what I have to say to George Stephanopoulos. Shut up! It's daddy, you shithead! Where's my bourbon? Fucker, fucker. Fucker! Fuck! You fuckers, fucker! Yep. So yeah, that's pretty much what I think of the media. That's also what I think of the uh of all these Dems who are sitting for uh, you know, light term abortion. Kat and uh Eric both think of a, a good point. Uh you know, what's and I addressed that on the uh audio podcast uh last week, so if you haven't heard that, please go on Apple Podcasts and subscribe um yeah uh yeah feminists are feminists are deranged you're absolutely right cat uh and as i mentioned before now they're going after uh nfl cheerleaders too as i mentioned on the thursday audio podcast but, uh, anyway, so yeah, Trump, uh, Trump doing, uh, you know, national family paid leave. Oh my god, what a horrible monster he is for, uh, doing that. I, I thought that was a pretty, uh, you know, 
I thought that was a pretty big moment in the uh, State of the Union address. Also very telling for how the Democrats reacted to as well, ladies and gentlemen. Very, very telling. And uh, finally, what I would say is Trump's best moment in the State of the Union address. And by the way, if you haven't already, please uh, go ahead and hit that like button and uh, share this with your friends. So finally, uh, for what I think is probably the best uh, moment in the State of the Union address, Trump addresses uh, socialism and completely trolls uh, Bernie Sanders and the, uh, the leftists. Alright, here is the uh, best clip. Cut number five, roll the tape. Part of a bold new diplomacy, we continue our historic push for peace on the Korean Peninsula. Our hostages have come home. Nuclear testing has stopped. And there has not been a missile launch in more than 15 months. If I had not been elected President of the United States, we would right now, in my opinion, be in a major war with North Korea. Much work remains to be done, but my relationship with Kim Jong-un is a good one. Chairman Kim and I will meet again on February 27th and 28th in Vietnam. Two weeks ago, the United States officially recognized the legitimate government of Venezuela and its new president, Juan Guaido. We stand with the Venezuelan people in their noble quest for freedom, and we condemn the brutality of the Maduro regime whose socialist policies have turned that nation from being the wealthiest in South America into a state of abject poverty and despair. Wait for it. Here in the United States, we are alarmed by the new calls to adopt socialism in our country. America was founded on liberty and independence and not government coercion, domination, and control. We are born free and we will stay free. Bernie Sanders is just sitting there with this just uh, wretched look on his face. Mm. 
you know, he's 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 literally the he's literally the grumpy old man in the park in the park, folks. He 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 really is. Uh, I want my I would like socialism. I want uh you know centralized healthcare. I want the rich to basically give me all their money because uh fuck them. And uh you know the, these capitalists they've been fucking me and they've been fucking me in the ass all these years even though they're more successful than I am and even though I'm lazy and uh you know true I have three houses but why uh you know why mention that I am a socialist and I want everyone but myself to basically not have anything now please give me my dentures and my jello pudding. Thank you very much. That's uh, that's what's going through Bernie Hander Sanders' head all at once uh, when Trump is saying that. Tonight, we renew our resolve that America will never be a socialist country. No, no, we will not be, uh, Mr. Mr. President. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, P. P. Grant, I don't know what you are, but uh, assuming you're a troll, so welcome to the show. Thanks for. Uh, you know, thanks for tuning in, but, uh, yeah, the, uh, the Trump crime family, yeah. How about the, uh, the Clinton crime family, bucko? Uh, that's more like it. Alright, yeah, so, uh, you know, those are my favorite moments from the, uh, State of the Union address. As I said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, most people thought that this was uh, going to be a real downer as far as State of the Union speeches go. Uh, most of the uh, State of the Union speeches from past presidents usually don't go that well in the uh, past For, for the uh, third and fourth, you know, year, usually they're usually they la they lack energy and uh, just aren't that good. But Trump's speech, I thought on Tuesday was pretty good o overall. Uh, he did get a little. Uh, he did toe the neocon line a, a little bit when it came to foreign affairs and uh, foreign policy, but overall it was pretty good. So, um, anyway, there's not much else I can say on the uh, State of the Union, ladies and gentlemen. All I can say is it was pretty good uh, overall, and I'm curious to know uh, what you guys thought, ladies and gentlemen. So leave your... Uh, comments in the uh, comment section below or live chat them for me and uh, you know thanks to everyone who joined the the show tonight uh, for those who of you just uh, tuning in I hate to this point but we're uh, 
we're about ready to close the show, but before uh, we do, uh, I do want to remind you that tomorrow at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, I'll be uh, co-hosting the uh, American Watchmen Roundtable with uh, Joshua Johnson and uh, Gabe Icaboni, and we will be uh, also talking about the State of the Union and going into uh, detail about what that, uh, about what's going on. So, yeah, uh, Eric, that's good to know. The algorithm is wor- is working tonight. That, that's, that's good, uh, that's good, Eric. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. So, uh, yeah, so, also, um, ladies and gentlemen, one thing I would, uh, suggest regarding the, um, Regarding the live stream, I, ladies and gentlemen, because the the replay, YouTube is being weird as of late. So, first off, when subscribing to my channel, and by the way, thanks to all who have subscribed. We've, I've, I've uh, gained over twenty subscribers this week, so my channel is now at one hundred and twenty subscribers. So. Uh, you know, thanks to everyone who subscribed, and thanks to, uh, Merch and Royce over at, uh, Revenge of the Sis for, for uh, helping me get, uh, more subscribers. I, I really appreciate that. But for those of you who, uh, aren't receiving, uh, stream notifications, first of all, make sure you have the, uh, notification bell, uh, tagged for my, uh, stream uh, channel, this one, and uh, also make sure you're subscribed on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcast because even if you're not getting the uh, the video version here on YouTube, even if that's not showing up for you, you will get the audio version uh, delivered directly to your uh, phone or tablet or wherever you listen to podcasts. So, uh, you know, be on the lookout for that. But, yeah, I do think YouTube is working a little bit better now. Uh, so, as I mentioned, uh, tomorrow night will be the American Watchmen Roundtable. We'll be discovering the State of the Union again um, tomorrow evening. Oh, actually, now that I think about it, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm looking at the show notes for tonight, there, uh, there actually was one more thing I wanted to, uh, bring up. So, let me open a new tab. Someone, someone sent this to me, and I'm glad I, uh, I'm glad I remembered this before I shut the stream off. Wait, ladies and gentlemen. It was, uh, I thought it was pretty... Hilarious, actually. Uh, basically, Alexandra Ocasio Cortez, AOC, has been uh, trying to get the uh, has been trying to uh, pass that Green New Deal, and. Uh, even Pelosi is now saying that uh, AOC is 
crazy and it's a bad idea. So why is uh why is why is Twitter now saying that Alright. And of course it's going to make me log in. So yeah. Seventeen investigations in, into the Trump crime family. Yeah, I uh I know that P Grant, but uh you know, none of them are tur are uh turning anything up, so uh quit spamming the uh Quit spamming the chat. The uh, the mods have my full authorization to uh, to mute people if they uh, keep spamming. So, so okay. Uh, okay, let's see here. And. Uh, Yeah. By the way, I do want to give a uh, quick shout out to my uh to my buddy uh Eric Evil Eric who uh drew a pretty uh good sketch of me on the on the channel and uh for the channel and so I want to give out a shout out to him. Uh, for doing that, I retweeted it on my Twitter feed, so, uh, thanks once again for, uh, doing that, Eric. I really appreciate it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, so, uh, here we are. Headline from the Daily Wire. Mm -mm. Pope. Uh, Pope. Install later. Okay. Whoa. That is not what I was uh, hoping would pop up. Okay. Weird. Let me read this article to you from the Daily Wire, though. Headline, uh, Pelosi excludes Ocasio-Cortez from new climate change committee. And, uh, this, uh, will be in the show notes, ladies and gentlemen, for, uh, the, 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 uh, podcast. Mm. Uh, okay. Speaker, uh, Nancy Pelosi from California excluded Democratic Socialist Representative Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, Democrat from New York, from serving on the new climate change committee on Thursday as she announced new Democratic members who will serve on the committee. The New York Post reports that Pelosi threw some serious shade on Representative Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, Okay, yeah, sorry about the pop-ups. Uh, let's see. 
When asked about Ocasio-Cortez's Green New Deal during an interview with Politico on Wednesday, Pelosi appeared to dismiss the Ocasio-Cortez's plan. It will be one of several or maybe many suggestions that we receive, Pelosi said. The Green Dream, or whatever they call it. Nobody knows what, nobody knows what it is, but they're for it, right? The Tampa Bay Times reports that the following Democrats were settled or selected to the new Climate Change Committee. Representatives Ben Ray Luan of New Mexico, Suzanne Bonat Bonamici of Oregon, Julia Brown Brownlee of California, uh, Sean Caston of Illinois, uh, Jared Huffman of California, Michael Levin of California, Donald McEachin of Virginia, and Joe Negussi of Colorado. We have a moral responsibility to protect God's creation for generations to come, Pelosi tweeted. That is why today we named members to the Select Committee on the Climate Crisis. This is uh, extremely ironic considering that Pelosi sat for uh, the, the period of time when uh, Trump was talking about protecting the, the unborn ladies and gentlemen. It really is ironic. But uh, at any case, Weird. Okay, it's it's uh it is still not projecting the uh this the screen. On the live stream. Okay, back to the article. But Pelosi's announcement con concedes with Ocasio-Cortez's Thursday release of a green coincides with Ocasio-Cortez's Thursday's release of a Green New Deal resolution that calls on the United States to mobilize against climate change just the way the nation mobilized to fight World War I. This is such a major watershed moment, and I am so incredibly excited that we are going to transition this country into the future and that we are not going to be dragged behind by our past. I'm so excited by that, Ocasio-Cortez said. Today is the day we truly embark on a comprehensive agenda of economic, social, and racial justice in the United States. That's what this agenda is all about. So, of course, it's the same Marxist bullshit uh, she's, she's been peddling and that Socialists like Bernie Sanders have been peddling for quite a while now. Uh, continuing on. But the, but the Green New Deal has many detractors. The excessive intervention Representative Ocasio-Cortez calls for would be crippling for an environment, for the environment, simply because it would slow the economic growth process 
that makes green energy advances possible to begin with. Jason Pye opines at, re at real clear markets. Seemingly missed by Representative Ocasio-Cortez and other environmentally focused Democrats is the economic growth itself is the economic growth itself is the greatest friend to all of the green movement without addressing how effective our our representative Ocasio-Cortez's solutions they're most likely to reveal themselves not through force but thanks to prosperity that provides people with means to alter their driving habits use of electricity versus solar on how to eat, travel, dispose of trash, and seemingly everything else. Simply put, growth is what frees us up to focus our energies on fixing the world around us. It's no exaggeration to say that if implemented, the Green New Deal would upend our way of life and destroy the liberty and prosperity of Americans of all background. But that Americans of all backgrounds currently enjoy. Jared Stepman writes at the Daily Signal. The Green New Deal doesn't just include environmentalist proposal, it also includes a grab bar bag of other left-wing goodies to mitigate deeply entrenched racial, uh, regional, and gender-based inequalities in income and wealth, including, without limitation, ensuring that the federal and other investment will be equitably distributed to historically impoverished, low-income, decentralized, or other marginalized communities in such a way that builds wealth and ownership at the community level. So basically... You know, even Nancy Pelosi is saying, uh, yeah, this Green New Deal is complete bullshit, ladies and gentlemen. You know, so for once, I would like to, uh, you know, praise Nancy Pelosi and say thank you for, uh, thanks for sticking up, uh, to Ocasio-Cortez. You know, I, uh, and I know Ocasio-Cortez is memeable, folks. I get it. She she is a truly loving meme. I, I understand it. I get it. And it is hilarious. But she is also radically dangerous. She is a true uh, communist. She is a true socialist borderline communist. Very scary. Alright, folks. So, uh, that concludes this uh, episode of the Whitfield Report. I want to thank everyone for uh, tuning in to the uh, show this evening. Thanks to uh, Jeff, Eric, uh, Gabe, Alyssa, MJF, Critter, all of you who tuned in, and all of you, of course, who listened to uh, this on the audio podcast as well. I want to thank you all for tuning in, and uh, wherever you are, don't forget to tune in to the American Watchman Roundtable tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Uh, good night, God bless, and God save this great nation, as always.
Hey there, folks. If you've made it this far to the end of the podcast, I'd like to thank you very much for listening to the show. You are the ones that make it possible for me to uh, make an income from podcasting, and I greatly appreciate that just by listening to our show. You are helping us gain ad revenue. However, if you would really like to uh, help support the show, I encourage you to please donate to the podcast and become a supporter of the show. You can head over to anchor.fm forward slash Whitfield Report and click the support this podcast button and uh, choose the amount that suits you to support the show. Or you can click the link in the show notes and it will directly uh, take you to that page. If you can support the podcast, I really, really appreciate that. Anything that you can do to uh, help out is greatly appreciated. Even if you can't afford to uh, help financially support the podcast, I encourage you to please go on iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and please leave this podcast a positive five-star review. That really helps us out here at the Whitfield Report. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next episode.